In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, The Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Politically Georgia podcast, where we bring you news and analysis from all the latest Georgia shenanigans in Congress and under the Gold Dome. And today we're joined by Scott Truby, AJC investigative reporter. That's a new title for you, Scott. New title, yep. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Well, one of your first assignments has been to jump right into this um, this controversy about ethylene oxide that was really triggered a month or so ago in July, back when um, WebMD and Georgia Health News combined for a report um, highlighting the study and go go into it. Give us a little details because it's very complicated. Yes. Yeah, so in uh, 2018, the EPA um, issued what's known as their National Air Toxics Assessment. They do this every three years. Mm-hmm. And the 2018 study, based on 2014 self-reported data from industry, uh, flagged 109 census tracts around the country for um, uh, unsafe air pollutants, basically. Uh, and three in Georgia were flagged for exposure to a gas known as ethylene oxide, or ETO. And what, what is ETO? It's, a, it's, it's basically, it's a building block chemical that's used in a lot of things. Uh, it, it goes into antifreeze. It's used in uh, uh, polyester fibers. It, it's in your carpet. It's in clothes. It can be in car uh, emissions, too, right? It can be in diesel emissions, right. I mean, it, and it's pretty prevalent in the atmosphere. Um, uh, industry says that your own body even creates some of it in very mi- minor amounts. Um, I'm creating but, some right now. Yeah, that's right. And so, uh, according to the industry, but uh, it's also used to sterilize medical equipment. Mm-hmm. And it is a very versatile gas because what it allows sterilizers to do is to take original manufactured product like catheters and, and, and uh, hospital gowns and gloves and stuff like that in their original packaging, put it into a sterilization chamber. The gas can seep through the packaging, sterilize the equipment, and then they take it out, let it vent, and then it can go right into the supply chain and go to hospitals and medical supply companies and to doctor's offices. And you don't have to take the product out of the packaging. So it's a very versatile gas. Mm-hmm. And so this gas, um, w- there's this report that, that, that was highlighted in this, uh, in, this, in, this, in this media report last month uh, showed that potential higher long-term cancer risks near two sterile two the two facilities that, that rely on this gas one in uh, Cobb County and Smyrna area and one in Covington the one in Cobb County Sterogenics the one in Covington is called BD Bard and it provokes instant resident uh, uproar. Yes. Uh, so the EPA publishes this study in August of 2018. They don't alert the public. They don't issue a press release about it. They issue, ditto for the state EPD, right? The state knew about it. In fact, uh, both sides shared talking points in English and Spanish uh, in case they got phone calls about it from the media or from the public. But they didn't actually go out and proactively alert anybody. Um, and so when this report came out in August, or sorry, July of this year by WebMD and Georgia Health News, it went off like a bomb because it suggested 
uh, two census tracts near Smyrna uh, in Fulton County and one in Covington uh, near this facility there um, had this potentially higher rate of risk for cancer development. And so they've had town halls that you covered this past week, one in, one in Cobb County Civic Center, uh, which more than 1,000 people showed up to, and one over in Covington, the hundreds of people showed up to. What were they like? Uh, they, were, they were tense. I mean, the one in Cobb was definitely a little more uh, tense than the other, and you heard boos from the crowd when, uh, uh, when a, a federal and state official said things they didn't like. And there were signs. There yeah, were people were holding signs saying, you know, no to ETO and shut it, shut it down and, and uh, no to sterogenics and, and other things like that. Uh, the, the, the way that the format of the meeting was, you know, people read uh, uh, questions that had been submitted online. So it wasn't an open mic situation where people were screaming at each other, but it was definitely tense. And the EPA and the EPD um, were, were more contrite. I mean, they, 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 they didn't quite apologize in, in Cobb County, but they later did in Covington and, and said, you know, we should have alerted the public. Not only did they not apologize in Cobb, they apologized three or four times in Covington. That's so right. They, they seem to have got the message that That's right. they didn't go far enough in Cobb. But, but their overarching message to the public was that they have done new modeling since this 2018 assessment came out with more recent emissions data, again, self-reported data by these companies, that showed that the risk is not as high as the 2018 assessment showed. Um, what's also in the background here is that they, uh, the, the public has had such an outcry mm -hmm. that it has forced the state uh, to, to do its own air testing. And what we don't know are what those background levels that already exist are and what might be added by the emissions of these companies. The companies say they're in full compliance with federal and state rules. Uh, Sterogenics uh, this month has entered into a legal agreement with the state to uh, further curb their emissions and add new scrubbers to and their system. That's going to cost a few million dollars. It's going to cost about two and a half million dollars, and it will take 12 to 24 weeks to do. Um, Bard, or sorry, BD, uh, after their uh, meeting with the governor, which was, uh, I'm told, a pretty tense meeting, um, came out with a commitment to invest $8 million in two facilities they run. They, won, they run one in Covington and one in Madison. They're going to spend $8 million to do their emissions controls. Yeah, and by the way, the Madison one hasn't come up as much because it did not have the same sort of um, uh, uh, potentially higher cancer levels, at least to the extent that it did around Covington. That's right. Uh, the, the, that census tract in Madison was not flagged by the NADA assessment, um, though a lot of people in Madison are nervous because the facility there is not far from a hospital. So um, it definitely has caused some angst mm -hmm. in Madison, too. And so you mentioned um, the state air testing. And what we've seen, too, is local governments dipping into their own pockets to, to finance their own local testing, too, because there's been of, of, of the outcry from residents. So um, Cobb County approved $40,000 or so for, for air testing. The Covington City government has. And so they're reacting to this 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 upset, this uproar um, by saying, okay, if the state didn't do it already, we are. Yeah. I mean, I think what has made people so angry, one, they weren't told, and two, the response initially seemed to be pretty flat-footed. And I don't know that state officials took seriously just how angry people are, uh, particularly in Cobb. Um, and I think it's it's more acute in Cobb because you have a you know greater population center right around these two facilities. It's not far from SunTrust Park. It's not far from Buckhead. It's not far from Home Smyrna. Depot's headquarters. Home Depot's headquarters. I mean, you've you've had Interna Intercontinental Hotels Group uh, temporarily close an office next to the Sterogenics facility until they can determine it's safe for their employees to be there. I mean, it has caught fire in these communities and. Um, I think now that you see the state and the feds are playing catch up. Let's dive into that that sort of the dichotomy or the contrasting responses from those two uh, those two communities because you're right. 
Stereogenics in a densely populated, affluent area, metro Atlanta suburb. Most people around there, um, you know, live and work in the uh, in the Atlanta area. Um, and the 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 stereogenics plant is, does not play a key role in civic life. It has about a few dozen employees, 30 or 40 employees. Yeah, I think 30 or 40 per shift. It runs 24-7, though. I mean, it, it is, you know, it is, uh, it's an active facility, but right, it's not the economic driver that, that no. the BD facility is in Covington, where you have nearly a thousand people workers. have very few link. People in the area had very few links to it. They, you know, it, it wasn't the backbone of, of community. And so from there, you're seeing Demo- mostly Democratic uh, politicians um, who represent that area now because of the the shift in, since we, we've seen since 2016, um, call for Governor Kemp to immediately close the plant, at least until more air, air testing or those pollution controls you mentioned are in place. While by contrast, over in Covington, where the 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 the, the ethylene oxide part of the plant is just a smaller part of a broader uh, manufacturing division they have there, employs about a thousand people. It's the second largest employer in the county behind the, the school system. Um, many people have lived, worked, uh, lived and worked there, li- lived around there and worked at the plant. Um, civic leaders have ties to it. Um, so you're seeing politicians there, Democrats and Republicans say, well, let's do more testing, but we're not ready to go call on Governor Kemp to, to shut it down quite yet. Yeah, that's right. And that was uh, pretty apparent to the people we talked to in Covington, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in fact, some of the people we talked to in Covington, they're concerned, and these are just rank-and-file citizens. They're very concerned. They wanted to hear more from the, the feds and from uh, state officials. But they also weren't quite ready to call for it to be shut down. I mean, some said, yeah, I'm leaning that way, or let me hear more from the feds first before we, we start going down in that direction. But, yeah, the, the, the re- reaction in, in Covington was a little more muted, I think, than the reaction in Cobb County. Amid all this, Governor Kemp had meetings, private sit-down meetings with executives from both companies this past week. Stereogenics, when we're told, went pretty well. Stereogenics already agreed to that consent uh, the consent uh, agreement that you mentioned where they said that they'll essentially pay uh, what, two, two, two and a half million dollars. About two and a half million dollars, and it'll take 12 to 24 weeks, so maybe up to six months to install all these new scrubbers. But the meeting with BD Bar didn't go quite as uh, smoothly. I mean, uh, the company says that they, they felt like it was a good meeting uh, and that they, you know, after uh, the meeting came out and committed to uh, $8 million in upgrades to their facilities. But, you know, the governor had some pretty strong words. Uh, you were there, you covered it, uh, had some pretty strong words about BD after that meeting, which seemed to suggest he wasn't pleased with what their response is. Yeah, importantly, he, he mentioned how Stereogenics had agreed to that consent agreement while BD Bard had not yet, and he called on BD Bard to do that. Although BD Bard said it'd spend even more money, $8 million or so, right. in those two plants, it did not agree to a legal a document saying so. It wrote a letter, but did not agree to a, a legal document, a consent um, or, or agreement um, to do so. And that that has seemed to upset some people in the Kemp administration. Yeah, it did. And and what's interesting there is the so the consent decree, um, you know, would 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 order the the upgrades to be made. It would set new pollution thresholds for the company to meet, and then those would be binding. And so uh, and those thresholds would be lower than federal and state uh, regulations call for now, is what the state has said. Um, so uh, many of the upgrades that Bard or sorry BD has said that they are going to do, I think, are equivalent to what. Sterogenics is going to do, and BD has larger facilities than the Sterogenics facility. That might account for why it's more expensive. Um, but I do get the sense from uh, lawmakers, uh, from from residents, you know, even though they're not necessarily wild about voluntary uh, nature of these uh, reforms, mm-hmm. 
it's better than nothing, and, and I think some people really do want to see BD enter into a similar agreement with the state. Some lawmakers say that does not go far, even a consent order would not go far enough, that it basically makes it harder for the state to take any legal action down the road, and that these companies would just be following, uh, just be uh, upholding restrictions that the federal government is likely to announce later on this year or early next year. That's right. Uh, so yeah, EPA is in the midst of some rule writing right now. Industry is actually lobbying them hard to roll back some of what they have said about ethylene oxide. Uh, in 2016, uh, EPA ruled uh, ethylene oxide as a uh, carcinogenic mm-hmm. compound. Um, it, it's been known to be toxic for some time, but they they put it at a new threshold in 2016, and that actually factored into their 2018 assessment. It's one of the reasons why the census tracts uh, like these three in Georgia got flagged. And so um, industry's been pushing back. They believe that the EPA is too strict on this, um, and they believe that uh, a lower threshold is required. Um, one other thing that industry says, and it is a valid point to, to bring up, this gas is used a lot. I mean, mm. it's used in a lot of factories, and it is a lot of factories for a lot of different things. Uh, it is also used in the sterilization projects. Um, they say it's so versatile, we, we have to use it because it would disrupt supply chains if we use something else. You know, uh, we'd have to open packaging in other types of sterilization, or, you know, you'd have to sterilize things in different ways that would mm-hmm. be more labor intensive. And so they don't want to lose this ability to use this compound because it would disrupt supply chains. Uh, the, the head of Sterogenics said, you know, right now we have a facility in Illinois that's shut down because of fears about ethylene oxide. We've had to move that capacity other places, and there just isn't the capacity to sterilize all we need. And patients are on the other end of that supply chain who need these products for surgeries and other things. And you mentioned Illinois, where um, where there is even higher levels of ethylene oxide That's right. in the atmosphere. And Illinois regulators did shut down that plant. And folks in Georgia, residents and lawmakers, are citing that plant as an example of what Georgia should do to sterogenics plant in Smyrna. That's right. So a number of months ago, right before the NADA assessment came out, there was another assessment by the federal government that that separately raised red flags about ethylene oxide exposure. And in February, uh, the state of Illinois stepped in and shut down the plant, uh, issued what's known as a seal order. That plant is still shut down. Uh, Earlier this month, I think it was uh, uh, early part of August, the state drafted a proposed consent order with a federal judge up there that said if sterogenics meets certain standards, puts in new scrubbers, uh, and testing shows that they meet lower thresholds for uh, emissions, they would be allowed to reopen. Um, they haven't reopened yet. Uh, that's still in litigation right now. Uh, but yeah, uh, State Senator Jen Jordan, who represents that area, she has said, why can't we get a deal like Illinois. Yeah, are if the it's good Georgia, enough for Illinois residents, why isn't it good enough for Georgia residents? That's almost a direct quote. Yeah. What, are the, what do the companies say to that? So the company has said, look, we, we can't disrupt the supply chain. We can fix our systems. We can you know, institute these new emissions controls while operating. And, it, and the EPA says if they do that, it will solve the problem. Um, they don't want, as I said earlier, they don't want to disrupt the supply chain because they're you know, sterilizing, for instance, with sterogenics, a million pieces of product every day. And that's going to hospitals, medical offices, and other places. And they feel like if that plant shuts down, it's another kink in the supply chain. It means patients might be waiting longer on the other end. Now, now in Georgia, Governor Kemp and his administration do ha- does have leeway to take action. They, they, they do have the power to shut this down, as, as, from what I'm told. But it would almost certainly trigger legal action because both these plants say, hey, we're still under the... The, the federal and state guidelines. We're still we're still upholding the the regulations. We're that, still upholding the law. That's correct. And I, and, I, and I believe from the reporting out of Illinois, that facility 
was producing or emitting more of this compound than either of the two factories here in Georgia. And so I think uh, with the modeling that was done there, there was a more potential urgent public health issue, and that's why the state of Illinois stepped in. But also, Illinois is a democratically run state, a little more you know, environmental focus, and I think that just also shows some of the difference in politics in the, between these two states. This is a really, this is a really um, tough issue for, for Governor Kemp. Um, because it is very close to home to his administration. I mean, his top aide lives within shouting distance of the, the BD Park plant in Covington and has shown up at town hall meetings. His aides have been there. So they want to show that they are taking proactive measures. Um, and uh, But at the same time, as he said in that video, he said he didn't even know about this until July. So I think there's some internal frustration with probably the state EPD and other regulators who, who he feels caught him flat-footed. Right. And, of course, the governor lives at the governor's mansion on Paces Ferry. That's in Buckhead. It's not far from the Sterogenics facility. I'm sure some of his neighbors have had something to say, too. And you better believe that Fortune 500 companies, um, and you mentioned IHG had an office around there that it temporarily closed. I said earlier Home Depot was right around the corner. They are very closely monitoring all this because their employees, and they have a daycare centers and, and other things around there, their employees are, are, are concerned too. So even if even, even folks who don't necessarily live in that tract of land, there's thousands more who work around there. Right. And so with these two town halls that happened this week, you know, the uh, EPD, you know, pledged their, you know, going to be doing their air testing. Of course, as you mentioned, Cobb and Smyrna and Atlanta have teamed up for their own independent testing. Mm-hmm. That's where the rubber is going to hit the road. You know, you have this new modeling by EPD. Again, it's modeling, not air testing, but the modeling showing a lesser risk than the NADA report from last year. We're going to be doing air testing over the next several months. That's, I think, what the public is going to be looking for is what does that actual air sampling show us? Um, does it show that there is, in fact, a danger? Does it show that there's less of a danger? I think that's what everybody wants to We're know. waiting for the air testing. What, el- what else are you watching for the next couple days and weeks? Um, well, it'll be interesting to see if there are, you know, uh, there there have been groups out there that have been talking about litigation. I mean, I don't know what that litigation might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, um, policymakers at the local level and state level have been keeping an eye on this. You saw Atlanta join with their, you know, fellow cities to do their own air testing. Um, so is there some other effort afoot to try to um, uh, sanction sterogenics or, 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 or BD, you know, uh, looking to see if BD had, uh, decides to join and, and do a consent order with the state. Um, you know, will there be public pressure that, that causes that to happen? We don't know yet. Those will be some things we'll watch. Well, from, you, well, from what you've seen, especially at these town hall meetings, there's, there's, the public pressure doesn't seem like it's about to relent, right? No, it doesn't. I mean, uh, even after the meetings, you know, I talked to a number of people and, you know, asked them, okay, well, you know, you, you've heard what was said. You, you've heard these assurances that things are not as dire as, as what that initial assessment said. But the public distrust is out there. I mean, I met one gentleman who had bought his own ethylene oxide detector, and he had it running during the meeting. You know, I mean, wow. people are people are freaked out about yeah. this, and particularly if you've had a relative or a friend who's gotten a cancer, and if it's a, you know, one that they may think is, you know, it's unusual that that that, that it happened, they have to have this doubt creep in their mind. I mean, many of them said that they had. So, well, Scott, thanks for stopping by, and we'll look forward to reading your coverage on this as we go forward. Thanks, Greg. Well, that's all for this week's edition of the Politically Georgia podcast. Head to AJC.com forward slash politics to subscribe to Politically Georgia. You'll get access to our daily newsletter, along with all of our stories and updates on all things Georgia politics. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and rate us. It really means a lot to us when you do. And as always, thank you for listening.
A road is just a road, but a Jeep SUV isn't just an SUV. Come see for yourself at the Jeep Start Something New sales event. During Owner Appreciation Month, financing at $3,750 total cash allowance on select 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo 4x4 models and dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Jeep Cherokee Laredo models as of 1-3-2020 in dealer stock. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers are qualified. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 2-3-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. A celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. Our journalists at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution are working around the clock to keep you updated on all the developments surrounding the Trump indictment. Now the AJC is putting all of our coverage in one place with our new Trump 19 newsletter. Every Wednesday, you'll have our latest coverage and analysis on this historic case in your inbox. So sign up for free today at AJC.com slash indictment newsletter. That's all one word. AJC.com slash indictment newsletter.